Today is March 20th. Mitch Keller has been named the opening day starter in Cincy. We have some roster moves and updates on position battles. We're less than two weeks away, guys. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up? How we doing, man? Doing doing pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you know, USA is up 9 to 2 if you guys are tuning into the WBC. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what's going on right now. I know you've been watching because you're, yeah. you know, you're big in this. We've had this discussion. Yeah. And uh, there's been some notable injuries in the WBC, right. and there's been a lot of chatter and a lot of talk. Yeah. And now would be a real good opportunity for me to say I told you so. Oh. Mm, except mm. I'm not going to. <laughs> because as I said, I've been watching, and I'm in. There's a couple things that kind of triggered me on this. And I, I do, I just want to say this because I've been one and I've used this phrase and I will say, I have to say this at least because if you follow along with everyone else, I've used the phrase exhibition games. They mm-hmm. are exhibition games. Like they, mm-hmm. they really are. Like I yes, understand yeah. it's a tournament, but they are exhibition games, right? They're not part of the regular season. However, um, there's a couple big tweets going around and people are all mad because there's people mad about the WBC calling them meaningless. Are you kidding me right now? Trey Turner just hit another homer. (laughs) A three-run home run. It's now 12 to 2. Trey Turner, by the way, I mean, just an absolute monster. Unreal. Monster. Okay, so anyway. um, There's been some things that I've noticed. Well, no, first off, he's calling them meaningless exhibition games. Um, so then there's all the arguments, you know, oh, sure looks meaningless. Listen, it might be meaningless to you, mm-hmm. but to the guys who decided they wanted to do it, it obviously means something. <laughs> so right. to call it meaningless is like, I feel like that's a matter of opinion. That's mm-hmm. not like, there's not, you know, whatever. Anyway, just because they're exhibition games, so are spring training games. Altuve gets hit on the hand. That can happen in a spring training game. Um, if you're the Astros, maybe you're a little bit lucky because one thing that I found out in the last few weeks, Edwin Diaz, you know, major league baseball will pay his entire salary this year Yeah, because of insurance, because when they go into the WBC, they get insurance. If something happens and they get injured, that insurance covers the cost of whatever time they spent on the injured list. Mm-hmm. So if you're the Mets and you're like, I'm not sending you there and then paying you to be hurt. Remember that whole thing that I made a point the, like a, a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, whenever we talked about it. And I said, if you sign this paper that says you get hurt, I don't have to pay you. Technically they've already done that. And I just didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't know that before then either. Yeah. They just, they've already signed that paper. So right. anyway, um, 
Here's what I will say. The New York Yankees have decided none of their players will play in it. Um, the Pirates decided it was not a good good choice for Choi. And I still think that was a great move because he was not ready to go at this level. Right. I would imagine these guys have ramped up a little earlier than everybody else to be mm-hmm. ready for this, like physically. And if I'm the Yankees, I actually don't disagree with that move still. You have the ability to go into a season and do something special, like you're good. And they didn't want to take the risk. Now, the Yankees in the last few years have historically been very injured. Yeah. So for them to to add that risk, it felt to them that it wasn't important. They're already still hurt, even yeah. without the WBC. There isn't um th- there's no there's no doubt in my mind that going a hundred percent versus what you do in spring training is a difference. Um like there is an added risk to the WBC. Sure. But in some cases, there's not. The Edwin Diaz injury, sure, you're celebrating. You would never celebrate in spring training, but that's like one of those, that's like the Joe Musgrove injury where he dropped a dumbbell on his on his leg. It's a freak accident thing that didn't have anything to do with gameplay. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Man, <laughs> injuries are going to happen. And, yeah. and that's, there is an added risk. I get it. But it's the, it's the club's call. And if they decide mm-hmm. that they have something big, here's what I know. What Roanzi Contreras and Luis Ortiz got to do in that game that they both pitched, the Pirates cannot give them that experience. Right. This atmosphere is electric. It is playoffs. It's mm-hmm. a tournament, right? That's what the playoffs are. We can't do that for them this year. They got, right. they got some experience that will help us down the road. So for teams like the Pirates, other than the Choi thing, because that's obvious, like he wasn't healthy. He wasn't ready. He didn't even play the first two weeks of our spring training. What made us think he was going to be ready to play in the WBC? Right. So anyway, um, I just wanted to kind of, you know, yeah, I was against it. And I saw people, I've seen people that are really against it. I was never quite that far. But like those people are like real mad, <laughs> real, real mad, mad and really, really against mad. it. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting baseball in a time where we're watching spring training games and they're not exciting and you don't care who wins and loses. It is kind of fun to watch a game. Although I think a lot of the people doesn't, didn't MLB start this whole thing? Um, I, maybe. I'm pretty sure MLB started this whole thing as a they way to have. promote the game. And I'll tell yeah. you, there's there's a lot okay so I listened to the three o podcast if any or three o take podcast if any of you guys listen to that and they were down there and they mentioned how many kids are there and and how like much they got into it and it's like yeah this is helping the game yeah you know what I mean and so there's there's things like that and I'm all about helping baseball so if this is big I mean dude they're competing against March Madness and their viewership is actually really big. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually been really good. So anyway, I'm not, to, not to go too far into that. I just wanted to kind of say, cause I know you've been on, you've been tuned in, you've been locked in. Um, I'm not quite still like the whole country versus country thing does nothing for me. Like I just don't care. Right. It, it doesn't, it, it, it means it doesn't mean the same thing to me as it does to these guys. 
It really sure. doesn't. Yeah, I mean, to that, me, that this is just sense. this is this means the same as playing on an all star team. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I play. You know what I mean. I, I did that once, and it was it was more about playing with all those other people from across the country. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, oh, I get to wear the colors, and you know, it just that's just not a thing for me. It's baseball, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, and I'm I actually am a little bit surprised to about that or to hear you say that being that you got to wear the red white and blue and yeah it's just not travel a little bit like okay yeah it, it, if you if you want to serve your country get in get get in the uh go to the army or the marines or whatever <laughs> like i don't you know i mean that's obviously i'm that's very lighthearted i'm joking but <laughs> Um, I, you didn't laugh enough for me to prove my point that that was a joke. So I wanted to make sure I drove that home. Like that was, yeah. that was supposed to be lighthearted there, Jake. <laughs> anyway, no, I think it's cool. I mean, and for some people it's super important and that's awesome. That's the thing about that. Like I just, cause it's not to me, doesn't mean I don't think it's awesome that it's something for them. I yeah. still think it's awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and all these guys you know, to do that. I mean, these guys play major league baseball. You represent America every single day of your job, but for a guy who is from Venezuela representing America every day in, in the MLB, not representing America, but you know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're in America playing an American sport and all this stuff. It, it means a little more to them to say, to go back to their roots kind of a thing and say, and to represent Venezuela for that reason, whatever. I'm also not like an Olympics guy. Like it's, it just means nothing to me. Right. So, but what I can appreciate is this has been entertaining baseball. And for guys like Rowanzi and Luis Ortiz, obviously I'm thinking about the pirates here mostly, but for guys like that, that's irreplaceable. Like that, that experience is going to go a long way. Mm -hmm. Bednar's getting some Bednar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't say Bednar, but yeah, he got the win in that game, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. They were already losing. So the home run didn't, it's not like he blew anything. Just, right, you know, tacked on one run. It was a solo shot. Big right. deal. Yep. Okay, so what do we got here? I mean, injuries, right? We got, we got some. We got guys that are banged up a little bit. Santana did play today. Kutch um, is like they're saying he's fine. He just has a sore elbow, kind of a thing. And it's just like you take it easy. It's spring training. It's not right. a big deal. So I don't really know that that's a big update. But we want to get right into this. We want to get into Mitch Keller. Yeah. So right before we do, guys, uh, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, click subscribe. You'll be notified when there's new episodes. We have one coming up on Friday. And then we go, I think we got a week of just a Monday. And then this season, we're going to be doing Friday mornings, Monday mornings, try to do some series recaps and stuff like that. So um, make sure you get, make sure you're getting the notifications, auto downloads, whatever it takes so that when you're driving, you can you can listen in and uh, YouTube subscribe, hit like, just keep pushing, keep commenting. It's big. Spotify, Apple, rate, all that stuff. Mitch Keller gets named the opening day starter, and they put a video out. Go ahead, go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, they just they had the video where where Sheldy was basically, you know, telling him, letting him know that he's he's worked hard and he's earned this and. It's just good to see. It, it, it was good. Uh, you put the hard work in. You, you get results. You get. I, I'm. I'm going to call it. I'm going to. It's a promotion. 
Yeah. I mean, I, you I were in the that. starting rotation, but you 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 got promoted to an opening day starter. Like the Pirates are clearly viewing you as the ace of the staff this year. We have uh, not just us. Everyone has uh, followed this Mitch Keller saga the whole way. Mm-hmm. To where half of us gave up on him. To where you know you and I kept saying last year, make or break. If this isn't it, what are we going to do? Um, and then the we we followed the uh, what was the place he went to drive um, whatever that drive line drive line whatever it is he he goes out there and he does all this stuff he's throwing a hundred we start to get excited very opti- like very uh, cautiously optimistic about it right and we're like yeah but it's gotta it's gotta happen and then it, all of a sudden it's like maybe it's not working you know what I mean like you can't. <laughs> It doesn't work to just throw a hundred, right? I mean, we all remember Archimedes Caminero. <laughs> it's like a hundred. Oh, <laughs> see ya. Yeah. And uh, you know what I mean? It's not enough to just ramp up your velocity or, or whatever. And it was, I think the stuff that he learned and the and the contacts that he made and the way that he just flipped it. And we were about ready to say it'll never happen. Yeah. And then we got really excited and that's continued up to the point where he gets the nod. I think he actually did not know in that video. Oh yeah. I think, I think that was genuine. I think so. I mean, that he, it had to be in his mind. Yeah. You know, he at least wanted it. Obviously that's no, that's not going to be a, uh, right. Any kind of a you know guess, but, um, he, it, it felt like he didn't actually know what was going on there. Yeah. So, dude, I like that kind of stuff. And I know, like, I've saw a couple people like, do we need a video for this? I think we, no, we don't actually. <laughs> but I think it's really cool to get it. Yeah. To be able to peek through every once in a while and see, you know, maybe just the fact that, like, they have feelings. I mean, not that we don't know that, but <laughs> I think it's real easy to forget. And for yeah. a guy like that, like who's just who really, I mean, it looked like it was never going to work. Let that be yeah. a lesson to us that sometimes it doesn't have to happen right away for some of these guys. You know, it can and take some time. Yeah, there's guys that are in the Hall of Fame that it didn't click right away. I mean, not saying Mitch Keller's a Hall of Famer, I'm not jumping there. I'm just saying, like, you know, it just it just doesn't always click right away. Sure. Just to echo you. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's a really cool thing. I I'm real excited for Mitch. We've mm-hmm. like I said, it's been well documented his his path here and uh I'll be there in Cincinnati that day and I'm very excited. Um <laughs> Cincinnati's <laughs> a rough place. He that's where it all started for him, right? Didn't he make his debut in Cincinnati? No, I don't remember. I'll be I honest. think he made his debut in Cincinnati, so I could be wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, that's a pretty tough ballpark for a pitcher to make, you know, to have a big game anyway. I mean, it's doable, obviously, but he could give up a couple homers and still pitch a really good game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so Mitch Keller gets the opening day nod. And then what was it you said after him, there's, there's, well, not, well, there's five more games. Five so more there's, games. There's six away games to start the year. 
So if we do run a six-man rotation, you know, he'd be in line to start the home opener as well. So let's talk about that. Let's see how the rest of this thing shapes up because we've got we've got obviously we've got Keller, we've got Brubaker, we've got Roanzi, we've got Rich Hill, Vince Velasquez, and Johan Oviedo, who we've talked about throughout this whole thing. Those are the six guys. And what coming into spring, a lot of talk about how much they liked Oviedo, how uh, how they planned on him being on the major league roster. The fact that there's only two days off in the month of April made us feel very strongly that they will run six. Has Oviedo maybe, um, has, has he maybe mixed that up a little bit with the fact that <laughs> like the walks are just too much? Yeah. And it's one thing to be working on something and get hit. It's another thing to just not be throwing strikes. Yeah, and I've heard some people say I don't care about like I don't care about the There's a lot of things in spring that you can say, well, I care about this, I don't care about this. And for some people it's like I care about throwing strikes, for other people it's I want to see the stuff move even if they're not in the strike zone. And it's like you know, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're looking for. And everybody has their own little things that they're looking for. I mean, obviously pitch shape is important. Um location comes in time. So there is some of that that if you're missing off the plate too much, like he could still refine that and get those over the plate. But it, I mean, he walked three straight guys in his last outing, and the walks have just been there. I don't have the numbers pulled up, but uh, let me pull them up while you make your point here. That I can see you. So yeah, because location comes with time is is understandable, but the problem that I have with that is you know. Now I work with high school kids mostly, and but as a pitching coach, where I was at, location should be the easiest thing to make the adjustment on. If you got the pitch shape, it's just it, your location is ninety five percent timing, and when you're re, when you release the ball, and if if you miss low, you know you need to just release a little earlier, and it. All that stuff comes, should be a, uh, you're walking three guys in a row. You should have figured it out within those three guys. However, sometimes you, game by game, location comes and goes. So, but still like to have multiple outings where you're walking, you're not throwing the ball over the plate a lot. Those adjustments should have been made in between games. That, that, that should be a quick bullpen session to figure that out. Well, but I think in the spring, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people have said, you know, while we're, you know, we're, we're getting our pitches, we're still working on that location. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'd have to trust your opinion uh, on that, but I, you know, I've just, I hear that a lot where location is kind of while you're working on a pitch anyway, mm-hmm. once you get yeah. the pitch, then it's location. Exactly. So it's if the he's last working, yeah, if about. he's working yes. on his shape, then you could see how location would be the last thing in the spring to come, and so yeah. you would have a little patience with that. Um, but we're talking ten innings, almost eleven. So I'll give you that: seven walks, ten strikeouts. Uh, I mean, Brubaker sometimes has trouble with walks. He has three and yes. twelve. You know what I mean? So like he's mm-hmm. looking fine. Mitch Keller's yeah. only walked one guy and struck out twenty. <laughs> It's just mow, just mowing them down. I mean, 
Brubaker has 20 strikeouts and three less innings than Keller too, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that leads, that leads the team in walks. Uh, and Vince Velasquez is the other one, only nine innings and six walks and only seven strikeouts. So, you know, you could make a case there that he's not doing much better and you'd be making a good case. We've never seen him pitch because he's always on when it's not a TV game. Right. Uh, today he got bumped up or, you know, kind of blown up a little bit. Uh, I think there's still a little bit there. I mean, Velasquez, the, the thing about him is, you know, working with a new with a new squad, you know, new new pitching, stuff like that. So I, I kind of get that a little bit, maybe have a little bit of patience. But Vince Velasquez is that interesting. We signed him because we didn't think we'd get Rich Hill. Now we've got to give him a shot. Like I said, 10 to 20 starts, depending on how he's doing, and you're going to see something happen, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe it's fine. It's going to be innings. But the thing is, is do you throw Oviedo out there and let him get beat up? Or do you just get him down in AAA, let him kind of work on that and get that location down? And once he's not walking, guys, then we figure things out. Yeah, and I, and I, could, I could see this going either way. I, and I wouldn't be mad either way. Um because if if it is if it is a pitch that they're working on pitch shape and they're not in his locations, it'll it will come. He'll get it eventually. And like I said, it is the last thing you worry about. So if that is the case, I have no problem with him breaking. I mean, he's striking guys out. You know, his his K's his K's are fine. So you're saying um, like he could still be up if that's the case because yeah, you're because yeah. you trust it's there. Yeah. Otherwise, you're saying. You know, I mean, maybe you just don't want to go six. Maybe you want to still stay five and go with it and see how this this thing shakes up. And maybe they'll go with six in, in AAA. I mean, we know that there's plenty of pitchers down there. I think mm-hmm. we named six, right, if Oviedo's in it. You got Burroughs, Priester, Ortiz, Oviedo, Majinski, and uh, Osvaldo Beto, who pitched the other day. And, I mean, has stuff that it's not worth to – it's not It's not something that when you look at Beto, you say, well, let's not pay attention. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. He's he's an option. I mean, anything could click. I mean, we didn't know anything about Luis Ortiz at this time last year. Yeah. I mean, some people did. We didn't. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, they could go with six in, in Indy. And you're thrown once a week at that point because they do the they do the six games in one place. Right. You know what I mean? And then you then you travel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they could they could do something like that. You're saving arms, you're throwing less innings, you're you're getting prepared, you're literally once a week throwing, and then, you know, that's gonna make it easy for Oviedo to be ready without overdoing it to come up and fill a starting uh, uh starting rotation spot. Same with Ortiz, same with Burroughs. I mean, shoot, same with Priester. If he yeah. pushes his way, I would say longer for Priester because he's not 40 man, but you know, those other three guys are. So I am not convinced of the six-man rotation right now. I was convinced. I thought this is what they were going to do. It made the most sense to me to to let's see this in April and take it easy on our guys. But I'm not convinced that they'll do that. If Oviedo's, they're not going to throw him out there and let him get hammered. Right. If he's not, you know, they'd rather just go with five there. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a decision that they're going to have to 
you know, cross that bridge when they get here. And I just, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm just being honest. I'm going back and forth with it. And I just, as a fan, I'm good either way. Like okay. I understand either. I understand both situations and I'm, I'd be, I would support either decision that they make. Cause I, I can see it. Oh man. I had some, Oh, does this change any of our, of our, I think it does a little bit. I think some of the projections and stuff that I was thinking of, I mean, just even a week ago, <laughs> I was yeah. convinced of this. <laughs> so I wonder how it changes any of those. I don't know. If you guys didn't tune in Friday, uh, when you're done with this episode, go back to Friday's episode. We did our over-unders for players, some player predictions, um, and stuff like that. So um, check that episode out and and shoot us some. We actually have some. Um, and I think we'll we'll do some updates on what you guys sent us on Friday's episode. So that won't be uh, here today. But um, so let's keep it pitching here. Um, Harleen Garcia's update. Oh, I thought I had it pulled up, and I did not. Basically, he's not gripping a baseball for about five weeks. Like he can't grip a baseball yeah, now. Rough. And they said you're not gonna pick up a baseball for. Um, let's see here. It About doesn't four to five weeks. Four to five weeks, I think. This one here doesn't say it, but um, but yeah, I think it's four to five weeks. He's not touching a baseball, and then reevaluate. Did I, right. I? You know what? I wrote it down up here. Um, it's some nerves in his biceps. He's in no throw status. They will do more tests in four to five weeks. Not his timetable to return is four to five weeks. They will do more tests at that point. Um. And go daily from from that point on. Even if in five weeks, four weeks, he's ready. Now he goes and does his rehab. Like he's got to get ramped up. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about, I mean, a, a spring training is a month. So a three, two, three weeks at least. Like at, at, at best, that's like seven weeks. It's already been two weeks since the injury or something like that. Like he's going on the 60 day. Yeah, he, he'll take he'll take a couple weeks to just get his arm ready to go and then another probably five or six appearances in the in the minors before he comes up to the team Th this is a 60 day retroactive to when he walked off the field that day and mm -hmm. i think that's how they'll open up another spot for somebody else to step in so now that it's longer we talked about this last week and we said do you think they'll go with a righty? I was on I thought if he's only going to be out for a couple weeks, then maybe they'll just bring up another righty and go with that. A lot of things have changed here. The Oviedo decision looming is going to change that. Maybe my pick was that Dowry Moretta steps in. Maybe he will still step in in that bullpen. He finally gave up his first run uh today. And then you're going to need a lefty. And now with all those lefties we have, Zestrizny, Zamora, Perdomo, and Aldred, I think it's with those four. Caleb Smith has been reassigned. That He looked like it was maybe okay, and then he showed his his like the same thing he always has a problem with, uh, home runs and things like that. So he kind of got uh, out of this equation. Mm-hmm. Is there a is there a free agent? Is there a trade somewhere? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't see free agents available. Yeah. Right before he got injured was when, uh, I forget who now, um, Will Smith and Brad Hand, were those the two? Yes. So they they both signed right before this. So Strizny went to, with Canada. I don't know that he pitched. Um, Zamora and, and Perdomo mixed results from what we've seen from them. Aldred just got a save the other day, and he's actually, I mean, he's only thrown, what, three innings? But uh, I kind of, my money's kind of on Aldred. Yeah. I, yeah, if we do internal, I'd, I'd say it's probably going to be him. I've liked what I've seen there uh, from from his. It's it's just a little bit, though. So, you know, what do you make of that? Zestrizny right. has actually been surprising. Yeah, I, I, I haven't been I haven't hated what I've seen from him. Um, and if you if you're looking at, it, at the trade market, it's tough at this point in the year. A trade is hard. You yeah. almost have to wait to see who's who's going to be selling anyway. And at that point, Garcia's probably back. Could you imagine? I mean, this would not be anything surprising to Ben Sherrington. Maybe he sits and watches the waiver wire the last couple weeks here. He's not yeah. going to be in a hurry yeah. to make a move. No. Maybe he sits and watches the waiver wire, and, and when it pops in... Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be. So Aldred was not even a uh, an invite, a non-roster invite. He's just in AAA in the organization. Yeah. So for it to be him, it would be kind of a cool thing. I would imagine they've seen him throwing a lot more than we have. I mean, we've only seen three appearances. Like we said, you don't have to be a non-roster invite to appear in games. And he's appeared in some games and spending his time in the minor league camp. So they would have had more looks at him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe there's something there. I don't know. Um, like I said, Zestrizny has has looked fine. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're watching that waiver wire. If there's anybody. I can't, for some reason, I'm not, I, I, can remember, I can picture Perdomo pitching, but I can't just, I just can't he's picture the what six, he's eight, done. You know what I mean? He's yeah, the 6'8 guy. Yeah. He's just absolutely, you know what I mean? He's He's been fine, 6 innings, mm-hmm. but 6 runs. He got he got kind of hit around um the one outing recently where it was like, "Oh man, I kind of didn't hate what I was seeing, but <laughs> now yeah. I kind of am." I mean, it's so it's 6 6 and 2 thirds. He's got 3 walks, 9 strikeouts. But he's got a hit by pitch and he gave up the two homers. And it's probably not somebody, like I said, probably not somebody you're willing to trust and, and like really look forward to. But I mean, you can go Cam Aldred, three appearances. That's actually two innings on here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And two strikeouts. Yeah. That's it. Like no hits. He's got, that's it. Two walks, four strikeouts. I'm sorry. Two walks, four strikeouts and just two innings. So, I mean, who knows? What you have there. Uh, Zestrizny, four and a third. One walk, five Ks. A hit batsman. Uh, but five hits. In, in four and a third. And two runs. Neither of them earned. So yeah. maybe the wind got him. 
<laughs> the wind has been unbelievable, but we're not talking about yeah. outfielders right now. Um, right. I don't know. What um it's gonna be interesting to see how they handle the left hand. They're gonna have to get another lefty. Uh, when you watch Jose Hernandez, he's not going to be ready to throw in the seventh inning. They're, the plan for a Rule 5 guy is always to hide them. If he's the only one, there's no hiding involved. He hasn't pitched above double A. It's unfair to him as well. Um, I, they're going to need somebody else. Just to lighten that load, especially with, no day, like with two days off. You're going to have to put a lefty in. And you yeah. can't throw him out there every day on a young arm, you know what I mean? Right. You can't just go out there and crush them and have a repeat of last year of what we did with the only two or three guys that were actually doing well. Right. So I think Jose Hernandez is going to be good, but I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to be good right out of the gate. Like, I don't think he's going to be somebody you're going to lean on right out sure. of the gate. Yep. They're going to take and, some time. And we might not get a lefty that we can lean on right out of the gate. It just might not happen. Yeah. Let's take a little break here. And then we're going to get into some of the other players that were sent down. I'm sure you guys know where this is going. And then outfield mix, the second base battle. We're done with pitching. And we're back here on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Let's get into the rest of this thing because we talked mm -hmm. pitching the whole time. And we've got a lot of other things to talk about. And let's start off with a very hot topic here. We had some players sent down this week. And we're going to come right out of the gate with the very first one. Catcher Andy Rodriguez was sent down to Indy this week. Um, and the uproar began. <laughs> Leaving Heineman, Plawecki, and DeLay still in the battle for that backup catching role. Um, although, was Andy ever in competition for the backup catcher role right i mean if he was going to make <laughs> right. the team he was going to be the starter mm -hmm. um where are you at here where's your feelings my feelings are we knew what they were doing this was the plan the whole time so i get it it's a little frustrating because he was producing but at the same time we they have a plan and they're just following their plan. So it's it's hard to sit there and watch Austin Hedges struggle so bad at the plate. And then you have a guy who's hitting, who can hit, hitting well. And then say, you're actually going to go to AAA even though you were hitting. It, it's frustrating. And I, and I, and I, I feel it. It kind of sucks. But if Andy is our catcher over Austin Hedges, does that put us in the playoffs? No. Then I'm okay with it. That's actually a really good point that you finish with there. Uh, Andy is obviously, uh, not obviously, I do believe, I am in the camp that believes Andy Rodriguez, if put in the major leagues right now, could handle the batter's box. Mm -hmm. He's hit everywhere he's gone. He will hit. And I got no choice but to trust them that he has work to do behind the plate. And right now, catching is still very important. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it still is. I mean, I don't know what his shortcomings are, right? I don't know. If it's pitch framing, then 
Maybe the robo ump's will come soon and it won't matter. But maybe it's blocking. Yeah, I know. Please no. Topic for another day. Yeah. Maybe it's blocking. And if that's the case, then if there's work to be done, man, I'd much rather not. I'd mu- here's the here's the problem I have with this because every time I start to make this point, I tell myself, "Are you telling me he can't learn to block at the major league level? Because <laughs> he can. Not yeah. to mention he would be with Austin Hedges, who's phenomenal at it, at everything defensively. We've talked about this. Yes, the metrics are in. He's one of the greatest catchers in the game, if not the greatest catcher in the game since he's yeah. been in the game defensively." Mm-hmm. Who better to learn from? Who better to, to split time with? You're right. We knew their plan. And you have that whole thing where you're saying, okay, well, there's also service time manipulation. It's still legal. It's, you know, there's things you could do. I, I mean, could Andy make a case for rookie of the year? Possibly. If you think he can make a case for rookie of the year, then there's a little bit more incentive to put him on the, on the team on opening day. If you think, uh, maybe not yet because they're going to look at the defensive metrics because he's not going to get enough playing time because he's going to be part-time because he's a catcher. So maybe he doesn't actually get enough votes to, to be in the, whatever it has to be, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know. I mean, shoot, if, Jordan Walker and uh, Corbin Carroll and all these guys are going to be rookies this year. Does that kind of hurt your chances of getting it anyway? Sure. If you get another year of control, I kind of get that. If we think he's a legit prospect, like I kind of get that. I hate it. Yeah. I won't stand for super two because that's a money move. I think, um, I'm trying to think. I think Gary brought this up on their podcast too. And he said, you know, that is strictly financial, strictly salary. And I'm I'm a hundred percent there. Like the super two thing is not going to fly for me right now because yeah. that is a money in your pocket type move. And I'm not sure they're even thinking about that. But the extra year of control, they're absolutely thinking about. Yeah. So He's not going to put us in the playoffs. He's not, you know, you know, you're right. I I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's where we leave it. Maybe that's the final thing. Either way, we're not making the calls. We knew they were going to make this call. There's absolutely zero surprise, but there's also that thing. I think you said it a couple of weeks ago, like, yeah, they said they were going to do this, but that doesn't mean they can't change their mind. Right. (laughs) Right. Apparently they didn't. He's been sent down. Um, so for the sake of time, we won't go into the Heinemann Plawecki delay battle. And I'm telling you, that's a depressing one anyway. So we just will leave it alone for now. <laughs> um, also, Nick Gonzalez reassigned. He also was tearing the cover off the ball. He played more games this year than he did in last spring. I mean, there was also a shortened spring last year. So things would have moved a little more rapidly. His, his production was a little bit less than it was last year, but we've got two spring trainings in a row where Nick Gonzalez has been really good. Mm-hmm. This is a great sign. If he can stay healthy this year, all those stock, all that uh, prospect list that he keeps dropping on, he's going to start moving back up because he's going to show that he's still a really good hitter. Yeah. 
And he seemed to be fine defensively too, which was always like the, well, you can't play defense. Yeah, he can play defense. He's fine. Yeah. It was just fine. Um, but I think this is another really good sign. Yes, there are some people who were saying Nick Gonzalez has been the best second baseman in camp. He should have got the job. But once again, like he's they're always gonna do this. He's gotta play some triple A. He's gotta when you haven't played past double A, there is something to be said about having a few more at bats and and being able to struggle and bounce back again. He hasn't played a full season. I have no problem with him going down right now. I want to see what we have. We've got three guys in camp right now who have a chance, actually maybe more, who have a chance for that second base position. And we'll talk about them in a few minutes. Yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, and, and I agree with most of it. I don't necessarily agree with people have to play AAA. It happens quite often where people skip AAA and they're just fine. Yeah. Um, is he there, though, because of the injuries, though? Is he one of those guys? I don't, I, I don't, I think because of injuries is separate from needing to play AAA. I don't think that he needs to play AAA because of the injuries. I think the injuries has caused him to need to play AAA. I think there's, I think, I, I don't think it's somebody the same else, thing. Somebody else understands what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought I you think, said the same I, thing. Like, I, right. But, but it's, it's because he was injured. I, I think it's, that's why he got sent back down. I don't think he needs AAA. Well, he's not he there yet, more, though. I think he just needs more playing time, which in turn, he plays triple A. Yeah, he's not there because he yet, doesn't though. need any more double A. Right. But he okay, so he but he's not there. He's not on the 40 man. He's not he's not been there. Like he right. it's not like he went out there last year and hit 25 homers and hit 285 and he's like it's my turn now. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, that that's not there. So yeah, it hasn't set the world on fire. There yet. is something still to be proven. Sure. He he also was hot last spring and he's still, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he had over 400 last last spring or something like that. Now it's like almost 400 this spring. And so, you know, actually, I actually still have that window up here. Um, do I, yeah, spring training, 2022, 455 last spring. And this spring, 391. So, like, that's back-to-back great spring showings. Now, last time it was 11 ABs. <laughs> this mm-hmm. time it was 23. So we got a little bigger sample size and shown that, yes, he can actually do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also talked about the quality of the opponents that he was facing as an average and he was hitting guys that he should have been hitting and, you know, so on and so forth. So, yeah. And if you have a struggle at the second base position in, in the major leagues and no matter who you put there, they struggle and he's in triple a raking, you're, you're going to see him get promoted. Yeah. And I think we will this year. Um, some of the other guys to get sent down, Ryan Valade, Mike Burrows, Jared Triolo and Cal Mitchell, which brings us to the outfield mix discussion. Um, Reynolds and Kutch, in my opinion, right now are the only two for sure. And Kutch is a part-time player mm-hmm. in the outfield specifically. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Sawinski, I mean, you said it. It hasn't really improved. As a matter of fact, that average and on-base has actually gone down since we talked about it last. Um, it's not clicking. Uh, there's still yeah. a lot of swing and miss. Is there a chance Sawinski doesn't have this thing in the bag? I mean, there's a chance. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's just some. We've seen this. We've seen guys come out in spring training and dominate, and then they go ahead and give them the nod, and it doesn't work out quite as well as we'd hoped. I mean, remember just last year with Diego, 
Diego Castillo come out crushing the ball. Give him the. He, he still did fine for a little he bit, did though. Fine. You he know did what I mean? Fine. He rode that for a little while, and then it caught yeah. up with him. But I'm just, I'm just saying that that it it would make the franchise a little nervous to give the spot to somebody else when they've seen what Sawinski can do at the major league level. So, but but I mean, can you argue with what Swaggerty's doing right now? Well, you certainly can't argue with what Swaggerty's doing, but I'm not sure if Sawinski makes a team that Swaggerty doesn't. So I've seen a lot of people say there's three guys. So we're talking about Kanan Smith and Jigba as well, and mm-hmm. Connor Joe as well. Who these are the five guys that are kind of in the mix right now, um, with Cal Mitchell being sent down. And so, I mean, I've seen a lot of people saying it's it's either Sawinski, Swaggerty, or Kanan Smith and Jigba. And I'm like, I don't see where you're you're finding that. I think there's room for two of those guys. But is Connor yeah. Joe one of those guys that's included in the two of those guys? I don't really know. I mean, who's your three outfielders? Right now, I got Reynolds. McCutcheon will DH more than he will play outfield. They have said that. You are gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have four outfielders. You're gonna if you if you're saying Kutch, you're having like four you're, starting outfielders. Yeah. And and I and I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Reynolds, Kutch, and Swaggerty and Swinsky. And I think you're going to see Swaggerty in center field and Sawinski in right field quite a bit. I think you could make a case that, I don't know, man. I mean, Kanan Smith and Jigba, back-to-back days with a home run. He's starting mm-hmm. to hit the ball even harder. Mm-hmm. He's starting to lift the ball. He also has the walk tool. They've kind of favored people over Travis Swaggerty. Swaggerty has to make this team for me. And Kanan mm-hmm. Smith and Jigba looks really good as well. Is there a case where Sawinski gets sent down to start the year? Figure it out. We're going to start with these two guys. They're not going to both pedal the metal, but you're going to you're going to look at Reynolds, Swaggerty, and Kanan Smith and Jigba in right. With Swaggerty in center, Reynolds in left. You're going to run with that for now. If Sawinski comes back up and and it's Swaggerty that's that's messing up, then they just plug, they just switch. Yeah. If it's Kanan Smith that's not doing so well, then they just switch. I mean, there's a there's a chance that that Sawinski's could start this season in Triple A. You're talking about another guy who did not play very much in Triple A. He went straight like from Double A up. I would like to say there's a chance of that happening, but if you listen to any of the interviews, they ask him straight up, "How does it feel to know you have a spot?" They can change their mind. <laughs> Go they back can. to that, I guess. They, I don't they know. Can. They can change their mind, but I just I don't see a scenario where Sawinski's not on the major league roster to start the season. Yeah, I, I have a hard time. I with think it, it as would well. make sense. I think it would make sense, but I, I don't see it. So, you know, the other thing that I was thinking of is is there is there a possibility that these guys could all be there? And I'm looking at my handy dandy uh little 40 man and i think i can share this over yeah i've even got a share here um i i i did this i put swaggerty swinsky smith and jigba in it in everything right and that includes connor joe who's been playing well and if you notice there's no backup infielder there i did this just for an exercise so mm-hmm. you're gonna have to take 
And that's Marcano Bay going down. You're going to have to take Joe out of the scenario, which doesn't seem like they really want to do that either. Right. Even though they have two first basemen, like you've, you could cover your bases without him if you think these guys are all doing good. But could Connor Joe look you in the eye and say, you picked Sawinski? <laughs> yeah, right. he could. Yeah. Because this can't happen. What what I have on the screen here is Swaggerty, Sawinski, Kanan Smith, Brian Reynolds, Andrew McCutcheon, Connor Joe, um, all making the team. It's impossible because you're left with Santana, Hayes, O'Neill Cruz, G-Man Choi, and Rodolfo Castro, and you have no backups. Right. So it's... it's yeah, and they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. You can't. No. It's not an option. So... Something has to give. And and are you really going to tell me, like, I mean, you could, but, like, if you just send one of those guys down, you're going to run with five outfielders and have one backup infielder, whether it be Bay, whether it be Marcano, whether it be Matthias. It's going to be one of those three have to make this team. Mm -hmm. One of those three have to make this team. And Castro, right? Two of those four have to make this team because we're not done with that yet. Um, but you know, that's that's kind of the that's kind of the thought process there is like Kanan Smith and Jigba, Travis Swaggerty, both guys are doing well enough to earn their way into the picture. Connor Joe's starting to hit better, he's starting to look better in this whole thing, and it's really hard to tell. Is Matthias mm-hmm. even an... I mean, like, he's also playing outfield. Like, he also has the ability to play outfield. They brought him in. Is he one of the options there? I don't see how when you've already got, got enough guys that are actually doing well. To be honest I was with you, I was very surprised when I saw him in the outfield. When I... Coming into the spring, I thought, outfield's going to have to work itself out. There's guys there, right? Mm-hmm. I thought second base was going to have the Castro Bay thing was going to be the tough decision. And it's flip-flopped here. I mean, it's still a tough decision, but I thought yeah. because of the fact that they were playing well. Right. So, I don't know, man. I think this is a big mix-up um, or could be a big mix-up. Sawinski is going to have a lot to prove, I think. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the big thing for me right now going into this going into this week. Um, and we don't really have time to get into second base. There's more time to talk about it. There's not really much of an update. It's still, it still yeah. is what it is. Those guys are not, they're not, they're not playing like swagger. They're not battling. No. They're not battling. No, they're not. I think, I don't know. I, I don't have thoughts, but you, I mean, geez, Louise, when do we start bringing up Drew Maggi, Matthias for second base, Owings? Holy cow. I don't yeah. think it's going to get to that. I think Castro still is a guy that, you know, he what's what's it going to help for him to go to AAA? Right. They're all 23 though, so maybe it still does help them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is rough. I mean, they're all the same dang age. So anyway, um let's let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Uh what do you got to close us out here? Let me check the score of that game. Is it over? Yeah, it's over. It's over. U.S. obviously won. They were absolutely killing them. I'm just closing that tab. Um, you got anything here to to kind of get rid of this thing? 
get rid of this thing. Yeah, closes that. Uh, yeah, I mean, their plan is their plan. They're going to stick to it for the most part. Uh, I don't even, I don't know what else to say. Go USA, go win the whole thing. That's they just have one I game got. left, right? Yeah. What day is that? Ja- Tuesday. The winner of Japan and Mexico on Monday. Okay. That's who they'll play. There you go. David Bednar gets a save. Not going to happen. No, but he's going to throw a really good <laughs> inning at one point, I hope. <laughs> yes. That would be cool. Um, get that experience, Bednar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. It's going to be in the fifth or sixth inning, but go get it. Yeah. Um, let me see. We got Monday MLB TV only, uh, Tuesday. We have a game on AT&T off day, Wednesday, Thursday, AT&T Friday night game is radio only because Detroit is poor. Um, Saturday night game on AT&T <laughs> and, um, Sunday is MLB TV only. So if you guys are able to stream that. Does MLB TV still do all the spring games for free? I don't think so. I mean, you can get the free trial. But if you log in, you can't... I mean, because you get, you still have the app and everything, right? Even though you don't subscribe. I always thought that spring training games were free, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're no. free if you had the year before or something like that. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, I was hoping to get down there for that Saturday game, but it's not going to happen. I had to pay yeah. to get the brakes fixed, so... Yeah, that sucks, man. <laughs> it's unbelievable what things cost these days. Yeah. So it's that's a one, two, three, four, five of the six games available. Uh, video is available. Um, three of them are actually on AT&T. So if you're just watching through AT&T, you get three games this week. Um, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday evening. It's evening, really. Six o'clock game, right? Yep. There you go. <laughs> I said, right. And I was like, nothing. It's like, crap, did I lose him? I started nodding and I was like, not everybody's watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So Friday is <laughs> Hawaiian shirt day. I have to do When I say Friday, I have to do it. <laughs> I have to say it's uh, Hawaiian shirt day. Anyway, Friday morning, another episode. We're actually. We're going to hit stop on this one, guys. And we're going to hit record again. Right? (laughs) I think I'm going to put my hat on for this one. Make it look a little different. (laughs) But we are going to do our teams and MLB predictions. These are the ones that always go wrong. Um, Actually, our our standings predictions, we didn't do half bad last year. We didn't do half bad. Um, (laughs) But anyway, um, get get your picks in. Get them ready. And listen in on Friday for all of that, all the picks. And, yeah. you know, pick all your Make division winners, pick your World Series winners, all your, your your MVP, your Cy Young, and your Rookie of the Year, and then your Pirates wins, right? And then some mm-hmm. predictions that you got. So, all right, guys, that's all we have for, for, for this Monday. Um, good luck to – lost that train of thought. Good luck to the USA. Thank you. There he is. There he is. Well, let me see. That's literally, dude, we have eight games left of the spring. Yeah. Eight games. Mm-hmm. We are almost there. Hit me up, too, if you're going to the home or the, to the Reds opening day and Pirates home opener. I will be at both of those. So very excited. I'll be at the Pirates home opener. Yep. 
So we're very excited for the season to get started. We're excited to, uh, for all of this. For all of this. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens here. Yeah. I'm looking for my buttons. I got to hit <laughs> buttons to stop the show. I'm looking <laughs> for them. I finally found them. So let's, let's go, go Bucks. Bucks. Oh, same time. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks! <laughs>